I've always found, even from when I was a little kid, that life is an adventure. And one of the core essential principles is get your money straight so that you have that freedom to be able to do what you feel like. Unconventional Life, the show where I interview successful entrepreneurs, creatives, and thought leaders on how they earn their living in non-traditional ways. We will explore how they took the path less traveled, what their revenue model looks like, and why they are prioritizing their passion over their paycheck. I'm your host, Jewel Schroeder. Unconventional Life, welcome. This is your host, Joel Schroeder, tuning in today from Boulder, Colorado. Today's guest is joining me from Venice, California. I have got Shaheen Cheyenne in the house. Shaheen, are you ready to take us down the pathless travel? Yeah, super excited to have this guy on the show today. Definitely a man of many talents, living a very unconventional life. As the creator of Herbal Ecstasy, the nootropic pill that sparked a 100% legal smart drug movement, I know that not only made you millions, but it was also wild that you did that at 15 years old at the time. So talk about getting started early. We definitely have that in common. And my journey really began at 18 as well. So look forward to diving into that more with you. And I know today you are the founder of Podcast Cola, the largest podcast promotion agency in the world, which gets a support a wide variety of podcasts, helping them all look good and really get their messages out to the world. And, you know, with over 30 years as a serial entrepreneur, billions of dollars in revenue, you definitely understand the world of amazon.com products. So how to really bring household brands onto the main marketplace. So in the realm of all things marketing, I know very much your wheelhouse and thing that so many of our listeners not only can benefit from, but also there's so many interesting ways of how you've done it. So look forward to diving into all of that along with your book, which we uh, stay tuned listeners for the giveaway towards the end, which we're going to talk about that in the Rags to Riches book, really, and how I became king of the throw pill cult. Welcome to the show, Shaheen. Leave fill in any gaps that I might have left out and give a glimpse into your personal life. No, thanks so much. Yeah. So look, I was a kid millionaire, created over a billion dollars in revenue. I lived the dream, invented that magic pill that everybody wanted, basically printed money. By the time I was in my 20s, I began developing all the technology that now became what you see in vapes. I'm not an advocate of vaping, but that was technology that we built and designed and created created the first digital vaporizer and basically all the technology that went into making that possible. And since then, I'm an author, a blogger, a YouTuber. We've got a show called Business Story of the Week. Anybody that wants to check it out, published a book, as you said, called Billion, How I Became King of the Throw Pill Cult, which chronicles my whole story with Herbal Ecstasy, younger me. And now what I'm doing is preaching the gospel of podcasting and why it's so important to be able to share your story with people, but also to sell through stories. Yeah, I love it. Well, as many of our listeners know, I started in the podcast game back in 2016 and Life originally lived on Forbes and now we're close to 400 episodes later, which is great. And we love all of you listeners from all 75 plus countries and counting, which is amazing. And before we dive into podcasting and why you also love podcasting, I want to talk about the theme of reinvention a little bit. Because if I imagine there you are, kid millionaire, printing money, finds the pill, literally the magic pill. People are like, I just had the magic formula and it'll all be over. And then to go through that wave, you know, I know for myself. I've been a competitive athlete. I've had a lot of evolutions in my own journey. This show, I feel, is a magnet for people in transitions. And as you go through these forms of identity, whether it's in rapid success earlier, or maybe some of you listeners are like in rapid failure or somewhere in between, how have you been able along your journey in the theme of reinvention, look at yourself, reshape yourself, keep creating yourself? And I'd love to start there and then we can dive into some of the forms of how you've done that. But just to speak to our listeners, some of them may be at as they kind of hear some of the cliff note of how you've done that in your own life. I think about 
about that a lot. And I kind of think it's like, I don't know if it's true, but is it true that sharks, if they don't move, they die. So they have to constantly be moving. So I kind of feel like that. And my life has always been like that. I've always felt that in life, you're either moving forward or you're becoming stagnant and dying. So there always has to be something that ignites that fire within me that excites me and makes me want to wake up in the morning. I have never been able to do the nine to five. I am entirely unemployable, anybody. So I'm sure you can commiserate with me on that one. But I've always found, even from when I was a little kid, that life is an adventure. And that's how I've gone into it. I've, I've probably made close to a billion dollars or more in my lifetime. And I've lost millions and millions of dollars in my lifetime. And honestly, none of it's mattered to me. The only thing that's mattered to me is that am I on the right path in my journey? And am I doing cool shit with cool people? That's the only thing I've ever focused on. Sometimes I look and I'm like, dude, why am I doing what I'm doing right now? And I'm like, oh, it's that person. I enjoy hanging out with them. So I'm doing this thing. I could be making more money doing something else, but do I need the money right now? Not really. And that's one of the things I tell people all the time is that the first thing you want to do is to get your money in order so you can have that freedom to say F you to anybody who gets in the way of your freedom. So it is like one of the core essential principles is get your money straight so that you have that freedom to be able to do what you feel like. Well said. And uh, I couldn't echo that more. My dad, as some of our listeners have heard me talk about him over the years, that Wall Street accountant, I was the oldest of five, came from a Puerto Rican immigrant background and uh, definitely more of the frugality, you know, penny pincher type of mindset, but the value of what money provides, which is opportunity. And, you know, I think money can be such a loaded topic for some people, but when it's seen as a tool, as you've just described it, it can open up so many different things. And for listeners here that are like, well, it's easy for you to say, Shaheen, you've made a bunch of money. Like, of course you go that way. I know that things aren't always what they seem. Sometimes it's like more money, more problems. Things are different at the surface. How is your relationship to getting your money in order and any specific practical steps that you continue to practice, I'm sure as time goes on, that you can share to help the listeners with a foundational mindset? So I came from an immigrant family. We came here from Iran in the late 70s, early 80s. During Iran-Contra, I didn't speak any English and we came to this country really as second-class citizens. I was completely not accepted. And I didn't understand how money worked. And I looked around me and I saw wealth and I saw money and I thought the path to it was the conventional path. My parents told me, become a doctor, become a lawyer, it is the best. And I thought, okay, that's what I got to do. And then I went and I looked at those people. I looked at the people who are doctors and lawyers and the ones that I talked to really didn't look happy. It looked to me like they were selling their hours. And to me, that looked like death. So I left home and I had nothing. I was literally sleeping on the beach. You know what? It was one of the most exciting times of my life. I was happy and anything was possible. So fast forward a little bit and I'm still struggling, still trying to figure out what I'm going to do for money. This is before I invented Herbal XC and created a billion dollars in revenue. And I managed to like go door to door asking people I like would look in the garage and I would see like an old dusty tail fin of an old car and I would knock on the door and say, hey, are you interested in selling that car to me? I'll take it. I'll clean out your garage and I'll give you a few bucks. And 99% of the time people would say no, but occasionally they would say yes. And I got this old car that I was so excited about, barely ran. I mean, the guy must have been 3 million years old. I swear I saw a dinosaur <laughs> in his backyard. And he sold it to me and I was so excited. And I started getting involved in the rave scene, the electronic music scene. And at that time, there were some low level mobsters out in that world, kind of trying to take advantage of that industry. And I managed to do a deal with one of them. I forget what it was for, but I ended up owing him money. And I changed my number. He tracked me down. I had a, a, it's like a classic movie scene. Classic <laughs> movie scene. And it was just a bad scene. So I had to pay this guy back, but I had no money. Called him and I said, hey, you know, please don't break my kneecaps. I don't have any money. Can I work it off? What can I do? And he sent a couple goons over and the guy's on the phone. He's like, you know, check what he's 
got. And they're like, boss, this kid's got nothing. He's literally a kid, but he's got this car. And the boss said, all right, well, it's not going to help me to break his kneecaps. Take the car. So I thought to myself in that moment, like, do I give him the car? Do I run? And it occurred to me that any problem that you could throw money at is not really a problem. So I gladly handed over the keys to them. I was out of that situation, just one junk car short, but it was fine. And I realized that, man, I got to get into a business where I can scale, not get into trouble with guys like that and figure out a way where I don't have to sell my hours. And that was kind of one of the most influential times of my life. Then I got involved in the electronic music scene and I invented this drug herbal ecstasy that was a legal drug and it became a big phenomenon and made a bunch of money. But since then, I've never worked for anybody. I've done contract work, but I've never been employed by anybody. If I've ever been unhappy at all, I just say, no, thank you. Hand over those keys. And I remember that moment. Yeah. What a story. And uh, I can only imagine like literally getting full movie scene <laughs> flashbacks on it. But talk about life giving you what I call material for you to really shape like, hey, what is actually important to me? And I think so many of us, you know, we hold this linear perspective of the path to success where if I do A plus B, I'm going to get D. And oftentimes we spend so much time in A and B, we never actually make it to C. And you're like, okay, well, what's the thing that I want? I need to not work for somebody. I need to not be hanging out with thugs. I need to like go straight to not trading my time for hours. And then from knowing what the thing you want, actually then allowing the vehicle or the form to kind of show its way. And, you know, I know that relates so much to stories and I love you using your story as an example, which also relates to what you're doing now in, uh, you know, Podcast Cola. And I'd love for you to share a little bit about the power of story. You've obviously written this book. Your life has presented you a lot of story. You're now in the business of telling stories for a living. And what is the opportunity that you see behind storytelling? And some people here might even be like, oh, I want to start a podcast or am I too late? Am I this? Am I that? I would love for you just to set the narrative on that landscape. People think I'm going to go out there and I've got this thing, the service, this product, this my coaching, whatever it is that you do in your public speaking, your book, and I'm going to get people to buy it and I'm going to sell them on it. It's the wrong way. It's what Seth Godin calls push marketing, disruption marketing. For years and years and years, we've been busy listening to ads. You're watching something and knock, knock on the door. Hey, want this beer? No, man, I'm just watching my show. Knock, 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 knock. It's disruptive and it doesn't work. So as the internet came along, what we started to learn is that push marketing doesn't work unless you've got gajillions of dollars to spend. What does work is permission marketing, pull marketing. And what that means is you create an environment where people are drawn to you. Rather than being a pushy used car salesman, you become a decision architect. You put out great content. You put out a great message. You create value and give it for free. And people will see that and want to be a part of whatever it is that you're doing. Now, in the past, it started off, it was social, and then it was blogs. And now what that's become in evolution is podcasting. Podcasting is the single most powerful way to get your message. Here's the problem. Most people don't have time to put out a podcast or the knowledge to do it, which is where podcast guesting comes in. We've got a company called Podcast Cold, just published a book too called Podcast Famous, which teaches you how to do it yourself. And this is basically what we do. But by going on great podcasts like this one, you have the opportunity to tell your story, to build yourself up as an authority in the marketplace. And you can do that simply by getting on there and sharing what you're all about. Now, people are going to be listening to that while they're in the car, while they're taking their kids to soccer, while they're at the gym, while they're going on a hike, while they're going on a walk, and they get to hang out with you for an hour and learn all about you and your story, just like you're doing now, and naturally be drawn to whatever it is that you're selling. So in that way, you become a decision architect rather than going out there and pushing stuff down people's throats who may or may not want it. Yeah, well said. And I think in terms of the opportunity of it as well, you figured out not only how to promote and create that vehicle, but then the monetization of it, such that it becomes more passive, reoccurring. What are you seeing out there? I see so many coaches, either that I'm coaching, or they are their 
clients of mine that are like you said, time dollar, or we reinvent the wheel, but it's like the same equation, just in a different way. And so for those that might be in that, and that really want to flip the script on that, what are you seeing working and how can this model work for some of those types of people who might be listening? Yeah. For people who want like a quick fix, like, Hey, let me get on there. Let me get famous. Things don't work that way. The way things work is you got to get known within the podcasting community. You need to build authority because unless you're somebody who's already famous, and I mean, really famous, like walk out onto the street famous, <laughs> nobody cares, right? Nobody cares about you or what you're doing because there's 3 million other people that are doing what you're doing the same or better. What and I know you don't feel that way, but that's the way the world sees it. And most people around you aren't going to be honest. So how yeah. do you separate yourself? How do you differentiate yourself? And that's by building authority. Not only that, as Caldini says, Professor Caldini in his book, Influence, you got to have social proof. It's one of the key elements, but not only social proof, you have to have authority. And you do that once again, by putting out content that works. And the quickest way to put out content is going on great shows. And then they will have that great content going to their followers. And you can help them by sending followers to them by re-aggregating that content on your channels. And it becomes an amazing loop where that content is promoted, it's aggregated, and that's how things go viral. Yeah. Unconventional lifers, we're going to link uh, to Instagram and his social as well. Definitely appreciate the content that you put out. And it's exactly that. I think that so often, you know, I like a what the minimum movement, maximum impact that I can do in the repurposing of things. How do you be intentional and then, you know, be able to scale your time in that intentionality? And I know for you, very much innovator on the forefront, whether Herbalexi or now in podcasts, from a trend perspective, where do you think we're going? And if you look at where people can put their attention and their intention, I have this phrase I call, I am my intention, but my attention equals my manifestation. Where can people put their time and where should people be thinking as they move the next couple of years? What are you tracking and what can you put in the awareness of others? As far as business goes in general, you mean? Yeah, business and then also podcasting as well, but particularly the theme around repurposing content, podcasting, storytelling, all those sure. different things. So general business, I tell people find a niche and dominate it. It's the best way to go. Think distribution forward. So when you have a product or a service, always think about the distribution first before the product, right? You can come up with a product and then go out there and try to find people to buy it. It's the wrong move. The right move is to find the distribution channel and go out there and give them what they already want. Far easier. Secondly, the trends that we see in right now is that podcasting is big and making contact and connections with other podcast hosts. So you create these like cells of like two podcast hosts, three podcast hosts, 10 podcast hosts, and everybody's doing everybody else's shows. It's one of the things we specialize in at Podcast Cola, getting people connected. That pretty soon you get well-known in this community. And while you might not get ever on Joe Rogan's show, who's got a billion viewers, you might get on 110 million viewer shows or 1,000, 50,000 viewer shows. And the result and the impact where you may actually be more beneficial because you've built out that network and then you've exploited it in a way where you now have ownership of those viewers and listeners and can plug in whatever it is that you want, a product, a service, a supplement, whatever it is that you do. The key is to think distribution first and to think niche and then to niche down as far as possible. A lot of entrepreneurs will oftentimes think to themselves, hey, I want to do everything. I'm good at everything. But the fact is nobody's good at everything and there's always somebody better than you. So slow down, focus, do the deep work, pick a niche that you can dominate, dominate that niche and start getting booked on podcasts. Yes, on people's podcasts. You got to start somewhere, right? Best time to start yesterday. Second best time right now. <laughs> I love it. Well said. Unconventional lifers, if you've been digging this conversation, we're going to talk about the giveaway coming up here shortly, just after this rapid fire round. So I'm going to have a series of lightning questions coming at you. But before I do, our listeners are hearing you and I always like to get in the mind of the individual. Like what does it take day in, day out to be Shaheen in the world? Like how do you think, what practices do you set up for your lifestyle? Because this unconventional life perspective of success, it's holistic. And I really do believe that what you see, what you hear as
as the person in front of you, there's a lot more that happens behind the scenes in those micro decisions that actually create macro impact. And so what are some of your protocols, some of the ways of being and how you navigate the day in and day out to scale yourself such that you can scale the work that you're doing in the world? Highly scientific and highly technical. Okay. You ready, Jules? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I wake up and I do whatever I feel like doing. That's it. It's easy. Look, I've got friends. They show me their calendar and it's color coded and eight different things and their assistant has organized it and this, that, and the other. I don't do that. I don't do that anymore. There were times where I was on a project or on a deadline and I did that. But now I do what I feel like doing. I wake up and I'm like, what do I want to do today? And if I don't feel like doing any of the other stuff, I cancel everything. The only thing that I make that exception for is my family. If there's a family obligation, like my son or my wife or something with my family that's important and pressing, that's non-negotiable. Other than that, I feel like I'm at a good place in my life where I've worked my stuff out and I can do what I want when I want to. Now, does that mean I just go crazy and party all day? Not really. You know, I wake up, I'll do usually most of my like biohacking stuff. I'll do my ice bath. I'll do a nice workout. I'll do a row. I'll go for a swim in the ocean or in my pool. And then I'll start the day with some mindfulness, a little bit of meditation. Maybe I'll do a trip uh, using the uh, Oculus headset. And then I'll slowly start to figure out what my attention's drawn to. And I'll do that during the day. But yeah. it tends to work very well for me. There's periods of time where I turn my phone off and I focus on nothing at all. And there's times where I turn my phone off and I'm deep focused on a very specific project. Love that. Unconventional lifer is really allowing yourself to follow your unique blueprint. I always like to say where our aliveness is, is where our excitement goes, is where flow ends up being the byproduct that takes you to what you don't know that you don't even know is possible. And so love hearing that from you. Let's jump into the rapid fire round. Got a series of lightning questions coming at you. The listeners, we're going to talk about the giveaway. I just asked that. Are you ready? Ready. Question number one, fill in the blank, speaking about yourself. If you really knew me, you would know what? You really knew me, you would know that I rarely give a, about most things. Next question, what is one quirky or maybe surprising unique fact that many people might not know about you? Despite my old age, I still train Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu every day. Next question, what is one place that you've traveled to recently that you really enjoyed and why? We were in Sardinia and I gotta say, I really enjoyed Sardinia, Italy. It's one of the blue zones and one of the places where life really seems to move slower. Great food, great people, wonderful pace of life. Yeah, I was actually just doing uh, an event I was producing with Dr. Mark Hyman in Sardinia in April. So had I known you were there, I would have said hi. <laughs> Last question, when you think about living the unconventional life, what does that mean to you? I think it means absolute freedom. I think it means being able to do what you want, when you want, with who you want, and being able to say F you to anybody who seems to get in your way. Respectfully, of course. Respectfully, of course. <laughs> Shane, Shane, everyone. Shane, tell us about the giveaway that you've got for one of the listeners. Yeah, so I think we're going to be giving away my latest book that just dropped called Podcast Famous. If you guys are interested, join the contest. Is that how it works? Absolutely. So Unconventional Lifer is the book Podcast Famous. If you've been digging this conversation and you want to get started, head over to the website at unconventionallifeshow.com. Click on the giveaway tab. As a reminder, giveaways are always open one week after the episode airs. So always make sure to tune in every Monday live so you never miss one of our giveaways. And checking for those that want to follow along with you, learn more about what you're up to, Podcast Cola. Like I said, you've got tons of great free and I'm sure paid content out there. What's the best way for people to do all that and stay in touch? Yeah, great question. So if you guys want to get a hold of me, just look through podcastcola.com, just like it sounds, P-O-D-C-A-S-T-C-O-L-A.com. You can always go to shaheenshan.com or check us out at Business Story of the Week on Instagram and YouTube. Amazing. And how you spell Shaheen, S-H-A-A-H-I-N, last name C-H-E-Y-E-N-E, if you're going to put that into your Google searches. We'll also throw those links up at our show notes at unconventionallifeshow.com. Shaheen, thank you so much for being on the show today, for being a stand for reinvention, transformation, and just doing what you want to do at scale. I think the more of us that can be turned on to the life that we want to live, the more unleashed our world actually
actually become. So it was uh, great to chat with you today. My pleasure. Amazing. Thank you, Jules. Thanks so much, everyone. 